Welcome to the Mile High Podcast. We are your guides through sordid tales of pop culture, drugs, and saying the word fuck a lot. Our show is best experienced under the influence of cannabis. So now is your cue to light up. Now remember, drugs are dangerous, so please don't hurt yourself or your loved ones. But do subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, the end of the year. I am James Thomas. With me is Dave. Hey, what's going on, James? It's hey, been a while. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. And uh, our guest tonight, or our other our co-host, oh it's so Nancy yes, Nancy Wilson from Heart is with us again. And uh, Chris Law has joined us again. Indeed. Uh, welcome, guys. If you are listening to us, then you are only getting half of the fun because... You can watch us now, too. You can watch us now, too. Chris told me not to look in the camera, but I'm going to do it a lot. You can look at the camera the entire time. I am. Y'all are going to be creeped <laughs> just, out. I was trying to help you, but... Just to clear it up for people, there's also an image of me over to the side, so when I look like this, I'm just <laughs> looking at myself. So, uh, magic of filming. Uh, so, what we're doing is we are doing the Mile High Podcast end of year show. And end of year, end of decade, end of decade show. We get two for one on the first one, which is I've done end of year shows. They are tough, and end of decade shows are equal, even tougher. Even yeah. Tougher. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but <laughs> yeah, and, and Dave reached out and he said, "Hey, let's let's do this end of year show." And I made the it made the most sense. We were gonna do a party, but we didn't get to the party aspect. We this is a party. This is, is the party. only party I need. This is a party. Yeah, the less people, the better. Yeah, um, so we're going to do a little bit of a catch-up. First off, uh, this, I mean, we're in a studio now. People watching us on YouTube clearly know that we're video, but people that listen to us, we are also on video, and we owe all this to Chris Law. Chris Law has made this whole thing happen. Thank yeah, thanks, thank Chris. Yeah, you yeah. put a bunch of work into this. So. Yeah. Thank you. And, and the sound, you get, I'm sure you guys, if you're listening, you're like, holy shit, this sounds a million times better than uh, season one, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of there's been a lot of well, work done. It's been, it's been a fun learning experience for me, learning how to do all of this. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no. I'm to be the annoying person now. Dave, I'm gonna pull you in a little bit towards me, because I'm gonna have to go all through right. and edit this later. <laughs> and then you have the green behind you. See, we're all looking at ourselves now. Yeah. See, and th- this is what they're gonna they have to deal C. with from me. <laughs> If you didn't say look, I wouldn't have looked. I've See, been making a point of not looking. All right. Now that you've right. seen yourself. Yeah. Now, it's now that we've all looked at ourselves, it's a new thing. It's fun. It's fun. And then we've been smoking weed while we've been setting this up for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So we're already pretty high when we're going into it. But we're going to catch up. Dave, of course, got me my... visual evidence look of at, the outline. I have an outline. This is what I'm supposed to read. And I will. And I, I forgot will. mine. I, I had to steal hers. So. Actually, no, Dave made I enough for all of us. Oh. Yeah, I we just, missed one. So. No, we no, were stacked up on top. You get a he was just double. doubling up to make sure. Your font is smaller than ours, is what I see. Um, <laughs> it's the exact same paper. I know, but no, no, no. Oh, this, is, oh, this is my own personal. I made myself an outline. Oh, That's his see. version of this. Uh, uh, Nancy and I, we make our own personal outlines to supplement the 
main outline. See, you are yes. much more prepared than James and I are. Yes, yes, yes. yes I know that. We, we, we we've come yeah. to. Yeah, that's okay. This is how we do things. Um, so the outline. But in our, your defense, we couldn't set up video, so. Yeah, yeah. But I, I also going to do that. Yeah. I also going to do that. So who the hell knows? Uh, for those of you watching, what are we smoking? And Dave, why are you smoking by yourself? Yeah, I'm smoking by myself. I'm yeah, coming down with a little bit of a cold here, so I don't want to get everybody sick for Christmas because that's a real shitty thing for me to do. But once again, fucking Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Rocky Road. If it's open, if it's late, it's and, Rocky uh, Road. This is called the Mystery Machine. It's an indica, uh, which is kind of different, but. Uh, I told the the lady to hook me up with something that's really fucking good, and she she hooked that up. Nice, nice. See, you got to be sick with the indica because everyone here they're the sativa people. I've always been more of an indica fan. I'm like, yeah, I'm a sativa person. See, I, it I depends. Love if I'm trying to sleep, I prefer indica, but sativa for like weekend afternoon type creativity. Yeah, I sativa just to write because it helps me go. It's part of my routine. See, yeah, I'm I'm a sativa person too. I, I like sativas, but that's because I like to be up. I don't like to put, fall asleep. Like if I smoke like an indica, a, a really strong indica, I just knock myself out. Yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> um, we are smoking on the other end out of a steamroller, which I bought from Freakies. Shout out to Freakies. I was I bought like a lot of pipes from Freakies over the years. So the Denver Institution. You do. It is a Denver institution. Freakies have been, has been around forever. Uh, but the we were smoking is Limoncello. It's a hybrid from Agati. And I think I said it right. Legati. Did I say yeah. it right? You've got it. I got it. I, I got hey. it. I'm going to assume you're right. I got it. I-G-A-D-I. I got it right this time. So... Thank you, Agati. Thanks, Agati. We're sponsored by Agati and Dr. Pepper. And Coke Zero. Hey. And Coke Zero. No, you guys, this is so many. And 7-Eleven Coffee. Uh, no, we, will take, we will take money <laughs> from all of Mickey you. Mickey Mouse. And this is oh, a, my God. Uh, the fucking Goonies so many and Black Dahlia Murder. This used to be an A&W Bear Cup, so we're also sponsored by them. Um, okay. So enough playing with the camera. We're, that's that's going to that's gonna be a different weird yeah. part um, that we will get up with because the people who are listening online, who are listening to our shit are like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> now it becomes one of those things as somebody who listens to a lot of stuff like podcasts and all of that where I'm yeah. like, oh, I wish I could see the video. So <laughs> for I people listen listening at home, you're, you're missing out. On Check that. out this I video. listen to stand-up comedy stations sometimes and I do hate when they do visual stand-up comedians. Yeah. I'm like, why would you play that on there? Like Robin On, on the comedy like, station? I have no idea yeah. what's yeah. going on right now. He's like, woo, wee, wee, woo, and you're like, what, what's yeah. happening here? Where's it, where's or they're that doing going? a story about going to the club, and I'm like, well, I'm missing half of it. So, <laughs> so, uh, so we just got mentioned in the same sentence as Robin Williams. So, so that's a first. Uh, that's a life. that's a nice move. Who has a lighter? <laughs> Usually, it's like those guys are no Robin Williams. It's weird. We can't do that secret. The other thing that we used to do without the camera is when things needed to be passed or done. Like we would do this, like look, like. Pass that shit down, you know what I mean, or do something, but we yeah. can't because it's it's, be very you can. It will just no longer yeah. be secret. At I'll all. be like, hey, yeah, yeah, I can. You can do it without the words. So, all right, Dave worked really hard on putting these fifteen things in a line. So let's <laughs> let's look at them. Microsoft <laughs> work did most of the work for me. All right, so what have we been up to? I don't think anybody but Dave has seen. Rise of the Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not so yet. I went to uh, a 40X Theater in Denver. So if you've never been to a 40X Theater, 
they fucking you get in this seat and it whenever the the ship moves the fucking seats move and shit and then like if it's raining in the the movie it sprays you with water and when it snows in the in the movie it snows in the theater what but no yeah so it's no. called 40x they i saw solo when i went to la right and I, the pavilions just opened one and so as soon as rise of skywalker tickets went on sale i got one for my kid and i and we went to rise of skywalker and i don't care what the the critics say that movie was fucking awesome great fucking movie it was Good. beautiful jj Abrams is you know he's a really visual director yeah, and he fucking killed it. There's some like stunning scenes in there. Um, I really recommend it. And the the critics are all shitting on top on, shot, on shitting on top of this movie. But see, my, and my worry is without like going into spoilers, I've heard that it just craps all over the Last Jedi, just throws that out, and then becomes fan service. Which I'm like, I'm a Star Wars you know, fan. I don't mind fan service, but yeah, they pay fan service and shit, and but they pay fan service to the whole um, universe. They have. Uh, Ashoka's voice from Clone Wars. Uh-huh. Um, she, you know, they bring her into this. I mean, like, they pay homage to the whole thing. It's not. But do just, they crap over Last Jedi? That's uh, my biggest n- thing. They just had to. They had to bring <coughs> a different lineage. But that that'll get, you can That get, I can I can give him that. Yes, they they give gave her a different JJ lineage, but that was mystery box. Hey, they fucking they brought the Porgs back. Okay, so they didn't crap all over. They brought back the Porgs. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Porgs. But, and there was... Uh, there are no you know, baby It was just a, a great fucking movie. And, you know, the, the story was tight. Uh, the effects... The last battle. Like, I had told you guys a few weeks ago that I was really looking forward to that last battle. And right. it fucking totally lived up to it. The last battle off. was incredible. It was fucking awesome. And there was no Death Star. It was no, like, no Death Star about to blow up a planet like four movies ago. We didn't get so our far. third version. You didn't get... No, yeah. So... Um, that was cool. It was a great fucking ending. I think they stuck it. J.J. James did a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a Jar Jar cameo? No. I'm just kidding. No, they didn't. I was looking forward to Jar Jar cameo. But they did say, they did mention Jar Jar's, um, uh... People? Uh, people, yeah. Ah. The Gungans. They mentioned Gungans. That's so, weird. I mean, they, they did a great job. I think they did a great job. So, I re- highly recommend it. Uh, don't give a fuck what the critics say. The critics are shit yeah. all over it, but... The I mean, fan score is like eighty five percent. It's one of I'm those movies where I looked at, mind. yeah. No matter what the critics, I'm like the the fans are gonna hate it. Yeah, critics, and I'm like, they. For me, I look at the entire franchise. They've been really cheesy movies with questionable dialogue, questionable writing that have been fun. And so for me, like that's all it is. And and, and I see some people who have gotten so invested. I'm like, yeah. Well, I have fun. I'm not the person who it's like. Well, that yeah, contradicts exactly. if you read this book in the extended <laughs> universe. I'm like, yeah, don't care. It's, it's the same thing with Game of Thrones. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like I fucking love Game of Thrones. Even though last season, I really enjoyed it. It might not have been my favorite season, but it was still really enjoyable. I'm not going to go and shit all over it. I feel like people get really hung up on things like continuity, and I, and my my issue with that is I'm like, you know what? This is a made up story, and people were encouraged to be creative. <laughs> not, none and of there this really happened. So many things going on in that universe. Yeah. There's no way you could. It's not even fair because different creators made different yeah. things. So, in my opinion, you just got to go in and kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and you know fill in the yeah. gaps yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and they did a good job. Yeah, I think they really did. Yeah, it's like, do I get to see Space Wizards? Then, then I'm sold. 
it's a successful Star Wars movie to me. At that point. <laughs> That's how I feel and, about and, Fast and, and the Furious. Just in the middle of this, because otherwise, James, everyone watching, you're towering over all of us <laughs> because of how the camera is. <laughs> I'm a giant BC. This is part of doing a live yes. show. So can um, we cut this in post? Is that what they say? Okay, we're not. Yeah, we're not that good yet. I'm just, is, is it because I'm lean to the, oh, no, look at it, it's an alert on, ah, like the Star Trek yeah, yeah. oh, <laughs> damn, alright, you're getting distracted, so Sorry. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, Sounds I good. highly recommend that fucking okay. movie, okay. definitely, and see it in 3D, it's one of those ones that, um, I think 3D really enhances the experience, see, and that's interesting to me, because I'm not, like, and I know there are the people out there who it's like, I'll never see 3D, uh, which I don't quite get. But for me, I'm picky on it. I like it to be shot in 3D, and I take it this one, Yo, probably yeah. done in post, but is it... I don't know. I can't tell the difference between that. I just know that it looked beautiful, and it, like, it was it's stunning. It was a beautiful movie. I so, think... Okay. Uh, for me, the 3D depends on whether or not it's a visual movie. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go see... The you know, Irishman. Like, right. I'm not going to pay to see that in 3D. But, it, you know, even Avatar, like, if you're going to go see it, see it in 3D oh, yeah. exactly. or something like yeah. that. So. I'm in 3 by 4 dx I want to know what other movies play in that. <laughs> I see. No, if I go to a movie cheesy, theater, it's, 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 cool. you, water it's a cool experience. Yeah, I've been to two of them, and they're both really cool. I saw Solo um, in 4DX, and even that was fun. So, Do yeah, you just go in, like, for me, I'm like, I always thought it was silly, but this movie specifically, I was kind of like, do I want to go all all out with the stupid of what you can do with theaters? Dude, you, go all out. This is the last of the Skywalker yeah. movies. You're never going to have another Skywalker movie. <laughs> Fucking go all out. Geek it, out for this movie. It's get, worth get that it. vibrating seat. You yeah. deserve it. Exactly. <laughs> all, right. all right. Yeah, so that's, that was, that's my recommendation. Um, I am going to record a longer uh, Mall High podcast reviews. Yeah. Uh, that'll be up over the next couple days. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, the next thing on this list of things is my first metal show. Uh, yeah, dude. So a couple weeks ago. It was two weeks ago from the <laughs> Yeah, it was See? cool. Yeah. Saw, uh, As I Lay Dying, uh, After the Burial, and Muir. So, James, I had a great fucking time. I thought the bands absolutely did great. You know, I want to hear what you thought. I thought it was really cool. I was... Uh, it was weird, like, so a lot of it reminds me of the drum circle, like, in California, where it's just kind of tribal, when it gets to that tribal point, but uh, what I was most intrigued about, there was a lot, it was a lot of dudes, it was very <laughs> metal, <laughs> yeah. it was a, it was Definitely that, more of a sausage. Sure. Yeah. Isn't that the case with it's, almost anything, that, though? That is a common yeah. trope of the scene. Yeah. Or... But the music, yeah, the music, the music was good, I didn't really know what they were saying, but even, like... Sometimes I miss what Taylor Swift says on her first couple songs, and I just listen to beats anyhow. I learn words <laughs> years after. I know the three of you could probably quote the, all the words to Hamilton. I can do 25%, but I learn it as I go along. You know, I can sing every theme song from 1982 to 1993, but wasted With memory. The, the different priorities. Different yeah, priorities. You could remember from memory. Like the season and episode number of the time Homer said, "Okay, brain, I don't like you, and you don't like me, probably." I love that. But you can't remember right. song lyrics. Selective memory, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have the opposite problem, so I get it. Yeah. So, um, but no, I so I liked it. I thought it was cool. People were all every person I met there was super nice, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
And I actually got out towards the middle when I was walking back from Dave because I, I go out and smoke on a patio. So I went and like smoked on a patio, passed out a lot of our cards. You know, that was a popular place for people smoking weed. The venue was awesome. Yeah, I love like, the summit. It's such a great video. Yeah, I will see some. I, I'm definitely down to see things at the summit, and I may go to another metal show. You know, I it was it was cool. I don't have a sweatshirt. Your sweatshirt was very popular. Yeah, wearing the same sweatshirt, the Black Dahlia Murder sweatshirt. Every every like like six to eight people were like, "Hey man, that's the coolest sweatshirt." Yay yeah, man, like Dave was getting like sweatshirt pride. It was <laughs> it, it was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I have had this one for probably 10 years. Nice. And it's all tattered and shit. And that's, you know, a sign of a good hoodie, good metal hoodie. It's weird. Like, it, that's, you know, a very popular misconception of metal shows. is like people are assholes and they, they're going to be right. mean and evil. Nice. No, it's a bunch of dudes fucking walking around like, hey, do you like your hoodie? Hey, what was your first show? What's your favorite show? It's just, a, you know, it's... You know, very much going to like a Dave Matthews band concert, right? But you know, more black <laughs> like a and a lot concert. heavier. Well, it's like I, I remember I had been to a couple uh, metal shows before, but my first festival show I was living out in Los Angeles, and uh, oh, I, I forget who all the bands were. I just remember Disturbed came on as a headliner, so that meant I actually got to take a nap after seeing the, all the other bands all day. But what you said about the community, like, I remember being in uh, Circle Pit at Walls of Jericho, and this kid got in and was just overwhelmed, and, like, falls down, and I remember seeing that, and it, Black Kid fell down. This dude tatted up with, like, Nazi paraphernalia, comes up, gets the kid, like, helps him up. It's like, all right, you okay, dude? Pats him on the back, gets back, and it's the weirdest thing with the metal community. It's like, they're the nicest yeah. people. Yeah. They're scary, and they, they will kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a uh, shared experience. Like, there's not a whole lot of metalheads. Mm -hmm. And you see the same people go from show to show. Right. Yeah. And you kind of build that relationship with them. And, you know, it, it's, you know, people take care of each other. And like you said, you know, if you fall yeah. in the pit, people will pick you up. Um, if you start, if people start getting aggressive and out of line, the, the crowd mm -hmm. will fucking start uh, busting ass and getting these assholes out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but they will girl. push your ass. They will push. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're and that's the yeah. point, though. Like I, there's guys that come back from shows at work, where I work, and uh, like they're showing proud pictures of like how red their face was the night before. They'll come in, like they're very. It's it's a thing. I've been to a couple. I had fun. I was younger. I think um, I didn't totally get it. But my cousin took me to a Guar concert and didn't tell me what that See, meant. I'm jealous oh. of that. And that was the uh. first time I'd ever been to any hard rock concert at all of any kind. So I was I, I was kind of pissed. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, they spray shit on you. On, <laughs> Big blood, like, yeah, alien guts. Come. They yes. eat alien, people. Yes. So and we were like just in the splash zone, like not like front row or anything, but it was clearly somebody had backed out at the last minute, and somebody thought it would be funny because I was into rap and hip hop and pop back then. Well, still for the most part, I'm not gonna lie, but it was very interesting. Even there, once you get over that part, it was okay. It was interesting. I get it. It was very tribal. The next one I went to was a Primus New Year's party, and that was really, really nice. fun because yeah. it was a smaller venue. Um, yeah, and I really enjoyed them a lot. See, I think vibe-wise, my favorite metal show I went to uh, was seeing a Death Clock out in Los Angeles when they did one of the live tours. Because it's, I'd say you get the mix of geek and metal culture, but <laughs> that that's always there front and center, but it was interesting. So, it's, so you have that crowd, and then the people who are just wholly into the geek side of it. 
So that that was interesting <laughs> seeing that venue because we're all there to see a cartoon metal band that also happened to have oh I forget all the bands but like the entire yeah, like tour and, group yeah. yeah. So there is a metal show coming up, a band called Kill Switch Engage, one of my favorite bands. And then uh, one of the opening bands is another one of my favorites called August Burn Red. They are a Christian fucking metal band, but they're awesome. And it doesn't matter. Like, you could be a fucking uh, Satanist, but you will get down to August Burn Red because they fucking, they throw down, for real. And I know you guys want to take your kid to go see this metal show, so, you know, that's the next one. It's going to be great. It's at the Fillmore. It's a bigger venue. Mm. Okay. I like the film more oh, too. I'm so glad you had a good time, dude. Yeah, that was cool. Thanks for taking me. See, I personally want to go just to tell uh, Kill Switch Engage. I'm still mad at them for a level on frequency and uh, PlayStation 2. Rhythm game. It's, you know, over a decade later. Still and that's a perfect, you know, that perfectly moves into what our next thing on Dave's list is. And it just shows them what projects that we're on. Yeah. Which, what are you doing? Because, Chris, you're doing, you, you took on. Uh, Quite a bit just recently. So yeah. tell us all what you're doing with this. Um, so I decided for some reason that I would want to learn video stuff. And that ballooned very quickly from simply wanting to like stream games to going, it's, oh, I'll help them and get all the video set up for all of this. So that's insanity. But one of the first things I'm doing with that uh, is actually at the Nerd Corner. So that's going to be uh, on Facebook. You can check the pages on there. Actually linked off the Mile High podcast as well. Uh, as well as twitch.tv, Nerd Corner, uh, streaming different games on there. Uh, right now, focused mo- mostly on horror, because late at night is when I tend to be up and figure, if I'm going to play a game, I might as well stream. I've had people watch. For some That's reason, cool. they're entertained. Do you like it when they watch? A, a, a little bit. Does it make you feel you know? powerful? <laughs> but yeah, if you go on there, so I'm uh, going to have video up on there right now, just doing streaming, but uh have a couple of people that I'm talking with and going to... Try to get some original content on there, yeah. some nice. discussion yeah. type shows like this. And it's yeah. all going to be a lot, and a lot of things are going to be based under. So, like, if you listen to my live podcast, you listen to it as we are produced by a parent company called Truckee Pacific, and a lot of the things. We're the parents. We are the parents. <laughs> <laughs> I am my own grandpa. Yeah. So, yes, we are the parents of. And we came after his little bundle of joy. Weird, that made it weird, Dave. (laughs) But no, so we are the parent company. Company, right? (laughs) So if you like my life podcast, you can keep listening to my life podcast. It's under. It's going to be my life podcast, but it's uh, ran by Trucking Pacific, and Trucking Pacific is going to give you more offerings that we're all (laughs) trying. Now, see, I don't know what's happening over there, Trucking Pacific. Come on, that's the internet. <laughs> what? Dave, Dave, Dave's out. <laughs> We're one down. <laughs> Just for the record, I'm Pacific and he is Truckee. Um, what? <laughs> this has now turned into an 80s action movie. Yeah, so. They're going to save the president's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. We're both cops that got put in jail for the wrong reasons. And we had to break it. It's basically Tango and Cash. So, um, yeah. So, so uh, if you like this, it will be under the Truckee Pacific Parent Company. And we're going to have a lot of other things we're trying to do at the moment, including what Chris was talking yeah. about. And... Um, a lot of other stuff, but I was pretty Another high. video project coming well, up I'm, for the first of the year. 
that we can't say much, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. We have... Yeah, we can talk about the Santori Project. The Santori Project, yeah? Yeah, there's a Santori Project coming up. So there's... Uh, we're working on a Larry Tinkle documentary. Uh, What's about Larry Tinkle? <laughs> that's weird, it's man. That that's guy a, again. That's literally what... Yeah, so we got a Larry Tinkle documentary. We got... <laughs> um, a Santori, a Santori project that will be coming up because Mike Santori is definitively moving here. Um, are we sure about that? We are. Yeah. He has a place to live and everything, so we will. <laughs> well, that's good. And no clue good what's start. in store for him. And and Dave and I sit on the side of this because we're the we're ball gear guys, and so the good thing is Mike Santori is also a little person like these two, so he'll fit right in the middle. Tony is like us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to sit on your lap. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it worked as the video guy. We were upstairs having a smoke. And I was just thinking, I'm like, all right, they're both broad guys. And eventually James was like, can we just sit on the outside and have you, half of you cut you, off? I'm like, I, said, Why does it I take, didn't want to say it. but <laughs> I did ask Chris. I was like, why does it take up so much? And he's like, well, you guys are really broad. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Why don't we just sit on the side then, you know? Because... Yeah, yeah. we it takes up a lot of that screen. Dave and I would have covered that screen if we were sitting <laughs> side by side right now, just for the record. We're, well, usually the parents sit at the end of the table. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Um, so underneath that, we're going to do, uh, I know I'm skipping to the clothes, but we'll re-promote it in the clothes because I figured that's what you meant by shows and projects were oh, on, yes. right? Okay, yeah. so it, it's all intertwined. It is uh, all intertwined. Okay, so the other thing that we're going to do is we keep doing reviews. Uh Chris and I actually did a video review of the first three episodes of Crisis on Infinite Earth, which you will see on My Life Podcast, Trekkie Pacific. You'll you'll see it on all the pages. Uh, and we'll get a better list of that because I don't have any of those memorized. But it's Trekkie yeah. Pacific has its own thing on YouTube. So, you know, go to YouTube and look it up. T-R-U-C-K-E-E-P-I... Dope. P A C I F I. That was See, my stream. I, I, I found when I was doing streaming, you have to do it basically uh, like car dealership voice. It's T R U C K E E P A C L. Now I can't do it. Yeah, do well, you I, showed me. T R U C K E E P A C I F. Yeah, so we got Oh, yeah. P-A-C-I-F-I-C. Yep. It's like T-R-U-C-K-E-P-A-C-I-F-I-C. There you go. That's annoying. That's annoying. That's annoying. That's annoying. That's annoying. That's annoying. That's do it, do it, do it. Do you it. can do it. My brain nor my mouth can go that fast. Okay, whatever. Anyhow, so enough of that. But this is all happening underneath there. So we have the reviews for that. Dave said he's going to have the review for Last Skywalker. Yeah, so I'm going to review for Skywalker. And then I'm also doing one for the Watchmen. Okay. Finish finished the Watchmen this week. Well, we'll talk about that later. At the end of the last season of the podcast i had said i was going to come up with a project and i did wow. i'm going to do a music one it will start in march and i'm going i have to figure out i want a format for this i want to give a little bit of time honestly to pop music because i know people pretend to hate it but it's not pop music for no reason it's because we all secretly listen to it but then i kind of want to do like a snob corner and spend some time looking at the like local or up and coming new genres and from a musical standpoint because i'm actually really good at musical theory so it would be fun to get into that sounds fun awesome. awesome um so we're also gonna do the disney afternoons which is just gonna be me 
talking about what was on the Disney afternoon. Dave's going to come in and talk about gummy bears with me for a little while. Best theme song yeah. in Saturday morning cartoons. Right. And then we have Dive Bar, which is your project, Dave. Yeah. So uh, Chris Pace and I are just going to take a subject that we love and just kind of deep dive into it, talk a little bit about the history and then cultural significance, that kind of stuff. It's just, a, it's more of a conversation. Uh, of stuff we love. Really, that's all it is. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. That's cool shit coming out. Yeah, and we'll be doing a review, either video or just audio or a little bit of both, of the next season of Survivor because it's their 40th yeah. season. Ooh. And it's an all-winner. Yeah, it's yeah. an all-winner. Every person who's playing has played each other. Top Chef is All-Stars. I know you guys like I do shows. like Top Chef. Yeah. It's All-Stars this all-stars, year? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, person who doesn't really watch reality TV, I'm just sitting here like, Mm-hmm. Both those are great shows. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on to what we're really here for here, which is the end. we're gonna start off with the end of the year, and then we're gonna go to the end of the decade. We're gonna do this pretty weird. Do you guys have like thing? five of each of these subjects? Or I mean, do you have five or ten of your of the? Five. You have You're, five. Yeah, Nancy has like five pages. Yeah. So. Well, it depends. What are we doing first? So we're gonna do. <laughs> We're going to start, we're going to do it in the order that it was written. It's movies, shows, and then music. Of the year? You fall in the outline. I am. Okay. Right? It's, it's, it's a very, you learn to make it smaller and simpler than just one word, which allows me to go anywhere I want I'm with it. I'm trying to keep it to one page. So we're going to do, we're going to do this um, in a different way than we normally do things. We're, we're going to try to do it with a little bit of more speed with a little bit of conversation. So I'm just going to kind of push it through here. Okay. So... We yes. all have five things. <laughs> uh, right now to start off with... <laughs> right now to start anything off, mine are going to be my five best of the year, but not in any particular order. Are either of you... Is anybody in order no. or... Sort of mine are, but I don't, it doesn't really matter. It, okay. Honestly, it doesn't matter. All right. So um, starting off first, so yeah, number five, Dave, give me one of your five. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, great. Yeah. It's the best live-action Spider-Man Best Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse, but that's the best live yes. action Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, no, I I, totally. I absolutely <laughs> agree with Spider-Man Far From Home being one of the best things that that had come through this year. So yeah. Yeah, that was good. It was they did the cinema sins on it and they hit it pretty hard just recently. And they weren't wrong with some of their complaints about it. So if you like it, and, and it's the worst part about the cinema sins, and this is a shout out for another YouTube channel, they're really worth watching. Yeah, they're fun. But um, the biggest, the biggest thing that they they got they pointed out like about the drones. My biggest problem was the drones and him, him and the glasses. Giving over the glasses and the drones was the weirdest thing about that movie. So yeah, but that that honestly would it was going to be one of my five. Does anybody else have that one on their list? I had it as, and it's probably my yeah. favorite of this year too. See, in this really? year for me, oh. yeah. Well, in this year for me, just I haven't seen a huge amount of movies. So it was kind of hard for me to come up with my right. list, but that one I hadn't really thought about it being this year. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was. It, it it's I liked it. The, the, I like the, Mysterio as a villain. Yeah, Jill yeah. Jill mm-hmm. a really good villain. Yeah, yeah. He's charismatic. I yeah. Like him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chris, what do you got? Pick, give me a five. Oh, this year, one of your five. I'm I'm still thinking I haven't seen that. Didn't many. you only say one of your five? Yeah. Yeah, no, we we're gonna go down the list. Mel, give me um, one of your five. Well, you already said that one, so okay. Do uh, a different one. You can't do Spider-Man. I've already crossed that one off the list. All right. Well, I know what you're gonna say, so I won't take it from you. So Captain Marvel was this year, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. Yep. 
Yeah, it, I I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I didn't know that much about the Captain Marvel. I was not a comic book kid. Right. So for me, I didn't know that much about it. Right. But it's exciting. You know, I mean, I'm a woman, and we don't have a lot of that main characters mm-hmm. usually. So it was exciting, and it and it held well. I love the '90s references, the blockbuster yeah. thing, and it was funny. And yeah. I, I always appreciate fan, humor. It's cool seeing a Nine Nail shirt. See, yeah. So probably. <laughs> Like, as somebody who has way too many Nine Inch Nail shirts, I'm still disappointed I didn't get they had the Captain Marvel design. Yeah, my wife, well, well, my wife, as soon uh, as it went on sale, I bought uh, one. And the, um, the cool thing was a bunch of the proceeds went to charity. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you like Captain Marvel, and you don't I know did. much of her, um, uh, about her character. Mm-mm. The newest iteration of Captain Marvel is this high school kid, this um, mm-hmm. Muslim high school kid named Kamala Khan. Yep. And part of the Comic-Con this year was Kevin Feige coming out and saying not only are they going to do a Disney Plus Kamala Khan, who becomes the new Miss Marvel, um, but she's going to play a big role in the MCU coming forward. Is well, she, is that part of, I mean... Yeah, she's, she's like, part of comic, she's but been But that Ms. is a Marvel comic book yeah. thing, yeah. too? Because they, they, I know they have different versions of different Yeah, so sometimes. I'm not sure how they're going to... Put it in, but she's like the newest iteration of that. But she, that'll be great. What I'm hoping they do with bringing her in, and it just to sidetrack slightly though, is if you're going to bring in somebody around that age, bring in Ironheart. Now that Tony Stark's gone, and that's uh, she's a MIT student mm-hmm. who's African American girl. Yeah, they can totally make Siri into Ironheart. Yeah. And so how is that going for the keep it the going? No, that's actually yes. good because we're still we're still going through onto the list and that's okay. and so yeah, no. <laughs> I, and I did get one of mine now. Okay. Detective <coughs> Pokemon. Oh, interesting. That would not have been on my list. It's, it did look cute. I I I was on a flight and that's one of those I saw more movies that came out this year because right. I flew. Right. Just cuz there wasn't a lot that grabbed my attention. Detective Pokemon. It really enjoyable. Uh, special effects were great. And, I don't know, it just, like, it had heart, it was fun, even as somebody who, like, I would watch Pokemon sometimes as a kid, never really got into the games other than Pokemon Snap, which is one of the greatest games of all time. <laughs> you, you go through Dark Rides taking photos of Pokemon, how can you not like that? I don't know. But it just, really well done. Ryan Reynolds, so it automatically gets points, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's Ryan Reynolds, but yeah, that's weird. I, it, I mean, it was alright. It was alright. I'm going to go with, because nobody said it yet, so I'm not going to do the obvious one that everybody's going to do, but I'm going to do Frozen 2. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought Frozen 2 was really good. I've seen the argument be that, and people have put it out that they said that the music wasn't as good, but the story was better than the first one. And to a degree, I agree with that assessment. The exact opposite. Really? The music was better, the story wasn't as good. So, going back to my music thing earlier... I'm torn on that on that because it depends on what you're looking for in your music. Was it as catchy? No, except Into the Unknown. Everybody gets that one Into the Unknown stuck in their head. But from they were going for a different audience. Frozen became a musical that happened to have music. This is a musical where the the it'll be written with the intention of you know being performed on stage. There's it's it's different. So I don't know if it's better or worse. It just depends on what you're looking. It for. It is kind of a move to Disney's plan of like putting everything they want onto a stage show, yeah. you know. Or even the songs were, like, the vocals were a lot more difficult. You know, in Frozen, really, other than Let It Go, there wasn't a lot of superpower ballads. Yeah. Everybody had a moment in this one. 
And so I think they, they were more ambitious, and sometimes that looks less catchy, but it doesn't mean it was less good. I, for me, the, uh, the movie and the story, I didn't think... I just didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. I thought the music was a lot better because it did go more towards that Broadway stuff. Right. I don't think I'd even not seen a lot of movies this year. I don't know if I'd put it in my top five. Interesting. Interesting. I It was in my top five. Yeah. I, I, the music thing, you know, just two di- very different I'm styles. And Disney stuff sucker. Ways. I mean, a lot of what we've set out have, has already been Disney. I mean... Disney, 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 not Disney is what we put out. But that's going to be hard to be because Disney controls so much of it. And we none of us have said the big one yet. So, Dave, I'm going to go to you. Give me another one of your movies on your top five for this year. You know what? Because I know we're all going to talk about the big one that right. came out this year. I'm going to go, my favorite movie of the year is this independent oh, movie <laughs> um, called Booksmart. It is a... Hmm. Uh, just a small movie direct, uh, directed by Olivia Wilde about these two girls who um, are just so total straight edge. All they want to do is work hard and get into great colleges. And then when they find out that all the kids that were partying um, got into the same colleges, they're like, "Let's loot, let, let let's let loose for a night." Right. And they fucking go to town, and it is unbelievably funny. It is so good. Um, I mean, it's um, the main girl is uh, Jonah Hill's sister. Her name is okay. Beanie Feinstein, and she's fucking great in nice. this movie. So funny, and my phone's going off. Um, I'm that's my favorite movie of the year by far. Yeah. Out of all the the movies, that because that one not only surprised me, but it was just fucking hilarious. Really, wow. Huh. Yeah, I, I I've seen the trailer for it. I, I the trailer looks intriguing. It looks like the, the girls playing. Yeah, fucking great. Uh, Chris, are you ready with a different one? Are you okay, Nancy? Okay, uh, this was not my favorite. I think Spider Man Far From Home was my favorite of the year, to be honest. But um, I enjoyed Aladdin, the remake. I know yeah. that's controversial these days. People are sick of remakes, but I thought as far as remakes went, it was really well done. I, you know, they didn't mess with the music too much. Will Smith did not try to be Robin Williams, which was smart. And I, I love the, I love the shots, the color, and all of that. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, right. I, I haven't seen it, uh, seen it, but you know everybody was shitting on it before it went to theater, and then after people saw it, they're like, it was really good. Like it you. was, yeah. And I think they surprised a lot of people by you know, you know, Will Smith not acting like Robin Williams. He would have done, he would have been killed if he would have done that. Right. I think I wish Will Smith had been more Will Smith. <laughs> In some ways, like I think he was almost more low energy than he needed to be, but I think that he was being conscious of not trying to keep up with Robin Williams, and it might have, you know, I get it. But he did, he did really well. I don't think anybody else was going to do that role any better when being compared to Robin Williams right. in the original. So, you know, kudos to him for effort. Yeah, that was also that I did. I enjoyed that one, yeah. Chris. Um. Yeah, because I actually just had to look up the big movies that came out this year because I was out of the country for two months. Right. And I just don't see a lot of new movies. So it's down to like five that I've seen this year. But uh, one that I'd forgotten about, Shazam. And it's one of those because I haven't seen a lot. It it was just enjoyable. Yeah. they're making a Shazam too. Does anybody feel like they need a Shazam too? Well, Well, they need to to set up Black Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Played by The with, Rock. Who has just been He's sitting there everything. for like seven years yeah. with the contract. Rock is in everything. 
Yeah, he's like the Disney of actors. He has <laughs> everything. Dwayne Johnson. But you can't is... not like he, him. No, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's a funny actor, you know. Um, my kid saw Jumanji 2 and he said it was really hilarious and The Rock was great in it. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Did anybody see Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, no. It was. It just embraced being stupid. Yeah. And you could tell it was one of those Jason Statham and uh, The Rock probably had something in their contract of, like, I get to do this scene. I get to do this scene. Because there's no other way that movie makes sense. Right. Other than just a vanity project. Yeah. So, like, I had to turn my brain off further because I, I love the uh, Fast and Furious franchise. Right. And I had to turn my brain off even further than I normally do. So it was fun. Had I not got to see it for free, I'd be kind of angry. Yeah. <laughs> well, so definitely but not in your top five, is what you're saying. No. But if you go into it knowing what to expect, it's like really, really dumb in explosions. It's great. <laughs> That's fair. I get that. Well, I will go ahead and t- tell you another one on my list, and I'll take I'll take the hit. So it's Avengers Endgame. Uh, I've never heard of that one. You've never heard of it? Which one was So it's a story about these... Seth the guy with the claws? I think Merrimax made it. (laughs) And so... By Javi Weinstein. Right. Right. Um, I think... You know, you had to talk about Endgame. It was just an epic conclusion of, like, a decade's worth of work. You know? And... There's so many ways that that movie could have gone wrong. And they fucking knocked that apart. Yeah. They did. Yeah. They definitely stuck the landing. Yeah, I mean, they did. They paid homage to the previous movies. They, you know, called back little things like yeah. on your left. Mm-hmm. You know that. You know, I thought like, oh, I got that, and then like everybody's like, oh, they got that too. You know, yeah. paying homage to cool shit like that. Um, and then the story was cool. And then yeah. fucking Thanos is back. I mean, like I, I saw a movie probably six times, which I haven't done something like that time. since I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the longest one I ever saw was Jurassic Park, up like eight times. In the theater, I saw Titanic a lot too. I saw Gettysburg as a child, so I have you what? both beat. Gettysburg? <laughs> yes, in the theaters. What? Hmm. With an intermission. <laughs> That's a long. Yeah, more than uh, once. That, any kind of commitment. No, once. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, Dave. So, throw me your last three. Um, Knives Out, um, the Ryan yeah. Johnson mis- yeah. murder mystery. That was really good. Yeah. Um, Daniel Craig. Played was really good in it. Um, I did a whole Mount High podcast reviews episode about it. Uh, Ryan Johnson's writing was really solid. Um, he's a very visual director. Right. Um, that, I, I had a tie between Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, and Doctor Sleep, uh, the sequel to The Shining. Dan, you see more <coughs> movies than I do. I haven't yeah. seen anything. I have to admit, this you're fall listing all things I wanted to see. Like, in the yeah. beginning of the year, I was seeing everything that came out, and then all yeah. of a sudden, it well, just this uh, definitely go see Doctor Sleep. The way that uh, I can't remember what the director's name is. Uh, he directed the um, Haunting of uh, Hill House, House. Yeah. on Netflix. It's a great show. So yeah, and he brought that kind of atmosphere into this movie. Um, when he did uh, callbacks to the. Ex- not the Exorcist, The Shining. Mm. Um, he was, he changed his style to look like Kubrick, and then when they're telling the present day story, he completely changed the style, and, and just the way that they're able to bring in The Shining and then the Stephen King novel and just bring the two together, it was fucking great. It was a really great movie. Definitely recommend Doctor Sleep. Nice, nice, very cool. 
Chris, you have any other movies this year that you just want to shout out to? Um, none really that stood out for me. Like I said, it's I I don't tend to see a lot of movies. Like I'll see the the big tentpole ones, right? Sometimes somewhat reluctantly, but other than that, like <coughs> not that I'm picky, right? And and I'm a huge film fan, but I I I'm not somebody who, like I'm always going out to see something new. Like I. Uh, I've heard this year that Midsommar was good. Yeah. So that's on my list of things that I want to see. So, like, I have movies that I definitely want to see. Right. But having gotten around to uh, Parasite, I've heard is fantastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So I have movies that I've heard about. So, and I'm going to still, I I see this on the Nancy thing, but I... It's It's my last good uh, one. That was going to be mine, too. No, ready, one, two, three, Toy Toy Story Story 4. 4. Toy Story 4 was really good. (laughs) Like, listen, I might as well, you might as well just look up and say... Hey, what did Disney make this year? That's going to hit most of my top five because, strangely enough, and the reason that Disney will kill theaters to a certain degree is that your movies, I could probably talk about all of them next year because I'll watch them off of Hulu or Netflix or, you know, HBO. And I do not give enough time to go see things like Midsummer. Or, you know, Knives Out. I just, I don't give enough time to that. I do pay it out really big to Disney, you know, if I really think about it over the year. I love, I watch everything that came out last year like that, but I just don't give it to the theater unless I go to the drive-in. <coughs> so. I'm not going to lie. I wanted to see Midsommar, but my mom and my cousin went and saw it. And they came back laughing hysterically about how ridiculous it was. And I think the truth is, it was probably just weird to watch it with your aunt or niece. Yeah. Because they're well, not that. It's, just a, it's a weird fucking movie. <laughs> and now that I... And so good. I just took their word for it and, and thought, oh, that's disappointing. And then I spent my money on a Disney movie instead. Yeah. But Disney put out a bunch of great product. It's not like... You're just going to go see a Disney movie because it's a Disney movie. You're going right. to... And you're, you're putting out a good Oop. product. So... All right, yeah. uh, shows. Let's run over some shows. Let's give me. Let's do it. Let's speed up again. Let's get two at a time. Let's start with Nancy. Give me two, two of your five favorite shows. This I did year. not start watching any new shows from this year specifically. That's fine if you just I like this think. season. There, except Mandalorian. Okay. And um, the Haunting of Hill House. I couldn't remember if that was last year or this year. Last year. Okay, then never mind. So I have. That's the only new show I picked up this year, really on a regular basis. Okay. And this weird documentary that I just found last oh, week. Oh, yeah. It's very disturbing. I won't talk about it here. It's a real downer. But no, talk about it. Tell us it. Tell us okay, tell us I will give you the very base of it. It's called... It's <laughs> you know, a real downer. We're getting viewers. No, right. Up until she just, talked about no, that documentary. I don't wanna, okay, it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. And it's oh. about this viral video. I got a notification on my phone and didn't look it up. <laughs> it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. It's on Netflix. It's so sad. I won't go into the details, but the sick fuck post these videos that were very disturbing and people were bothered by them. It involved cats. And these people kind of band together and used technology and they figured out where he was. And people weren't really taking it seriously. And that's just episode one, you guys. Like, more happens even after they figured out where he is. I don't want to give away anything. But, like, you know, like, he photoshops himself into pictures to, like, mm. make it look like he's places. And he even figures out who the, um, there was a Facebook group, and he figures out who the moderator is, figures out where she works. She does security for the IT department of a casino in Vegas. And he sent her video of her walking around her casino at work, meaning he followed her around and recorded her without her even knowing. Like, he's weird. So, very weird. 
But so that's like, on her list of must-watch recommended shows this year. It's just year. a new show this year. I'm giving it a shot. You know, obviously there won't be a part two, but it, it's heavy. I won't watch more than one episode a day. What about you, Dave? Give me two of your favorite shows from this year. Uh, Watchmen. Uh, I'm going to do uh, podcast reviews on The Watchmen. Um, after the first episode, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Right. I'm not sure how they're going to tie it back to the... And they, and they tie it back more to the comic <coughs> than the movie. And then by episode three, I was hooked. Um, episode six is probably one of the top five best episodes of television I've ever watched <coughs> in my entire life. Mm. And then they fucking stuck the landing. And they came up with an Inception-like ending where if they don't if they don't make a second one, then you're satisfied <coughs> and you are left wondering. But if they do make a season two, it leads right up into a second season. Yeah. I mean, The Watchmen ended up being a really great show. Um, so that was up there. But that's not my favorite show. The best show, I think, of the year was Russian Doll on Netflix. It's kind of well, like I started that. Yeah, now, was we that started at the beginning that. of the year? I yeah, that was like... no, no, it was at the beginning of the year. It was. See, I only had about four shows. Now I have yeah. five, thanks yeah. to you. Yeah, <coughs> I did start watching that. That was no, really that's good. No, a great show. And uh, the lady who Natasha Leo, yeah, Natasha, yeah, she yeah. was so good in that. Really she's great. she's one of those, and uh, <laughs> glad she got cleaned up. Because she's one of those people I always enjoyed, and then she disappeared for like ten years, and when she came back, it's like. She just has a good personality, and especially for a character like yeah, that. Yeah, she's always, she's always a good actress on that. She's very raw and real and natural. Yeah. And she did a great job in that yeah. show. It was so clever and so funny. Yeah. So. What about you, Chris? Um, I'm trying to think as far as favorites. I'd say uh, one of them was The Boys. Yeah, which that's a good one. Really good. Mm-hmm. Still want to read the comics, but I, I, I like the way that was done. Like, I, I knew what the premise was going in, right. but I didn't expect the uh, extent <laughs> to which they would go with some of the scenes. Hmm. Uh, that was really well done. Uh, Mandalorian, <coughs> I'm liking. It's, and I see a lot of complaints about it, and my whole thing is if people go in there realizing it's a Western right. set yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. And it's great. Right. And, and especially, we got a cliffhanger uh, this week going into the finale next week so and I'll, I'll have to talk to you dave we will have to talk about that at, at, at the end because these two are I'm not still two up. episodes behind yeah. right yeah. now but Sorry. no it's it's really well done uh, i'm liking that mm, beyond that i'll have to think i might have a third so i'm gonna say and i, I feel like i'm just giving disney big shout outs and everything i love the imagineering story on disney plus mm. it's fascinating to me uh, even if those a lot of things that I already knew yeah. about what how Disney was built and everything, if you because it's about the people who build Sorry. the parks, it's about the Imagineers who create these yeah. rides and everything, and that I find very amazing. Who create these immersive worlds, which you're gonna go to one of the immersive worlds, yeah, aren't you? Two months, yeah. nice. two months, from yeah. So, yeah. Go. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that, and I mean to even be cheesy and stay on it. I'm watching. Another thing, uh, Disney Plus got a lot of my attention this year. I've got to be really honest, especially on the back end of this year. And I'm I'm going to have to say that uh, I really enjoy Encore. And it, what it is is taking, like, uh, it's a reality show, but it's literally taking oh, high yeah, school, that is good. people who perform plays in high school, and getting them 
the old high Six school years cast later, back together or... and remaking. I thought of you as soon as I heard the premise of that show. Oh, it's, yeah. great. it's his fantasy made real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they just called me up tomorrow and they're oh like, hey, God. let's go do Can the Wiz. Or, yeah, you know. But the problem is if they did Oliver, my dog would have a bigger part than I would. And, and so he's they'd be dead. That would be very. It, it, we'd have to use prosciutto, which would be She's hilarious. Very antisocial. I don't right. know if that would work. Right. I'd be on the She's show, but they'd be like, person. they'd be like, they'd be like, this dog, this guy's dog was <coughs> the dog in the show, and they, they would care about prosciutto and not me. They'd be like, James, prosciutto's owner. I was like, I was also in Oliver. They're like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm right there, calling the dog over. So, yeah, no, those are, the. I mean, those are going to be two of mine. What about you, Dave? Give me two more. All right. Um, you know, Mandalorian was great. Um, Mindhunter on Netflix. It's a uh, uh, FBI profiling, like, from the mm-hmm. FBI's uh, early days of the profiling right. uh, for serial killers, and I'm kind of a weird serial killer fan so oh then you really love the one I was talking about yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> now the secret is out he's no, a serial meant... killer of cats yeah. yeah no I just meant because he, he's, he's into that I, kind of yeah, story you know twisted kind of stuff yeah and Mindhunter is a really good one but Stranger Things Stranger Things 3 oh great yeah. it was so great oh I withheld things that came like started in previous years Stranger Things 3 oh 3 okay never yeah. mind this is a different season. Though. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No? It, started, it was July 4th. It came out this year. And it was great. It was absolutely... It was I do feel great... like it really was a huge comeback from season two. Yes. Season two was not... See, I told you, you didn't. You just need to watch, you read the Wikipedia so and just right. skip past it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't finish season two. No, I don't even... Andrew's going to need to. Yeah. But mm. season two was so great. It's so different. That's mm. what made it great. Yeah. Chris? Um... One and <coughs> that I did not expect because I didn't realize they were doing a second season was uh, the end of the fucking world on Netflix, <laughs> which is a really well done show. It's British, very dark humor. Uh, first season, you're following uh, this kid in high school who wants to be a serial killer. Right. So he goes on a road trip with a girl. Oh, I and to go beyond know. that, like, kind of gives it all away, but just really dark, uh, very British, which I love. And uh, the second season, just because of the way some things go in the first season, I did not expect until I signed into Netflix and it happened to come out that day. Interesting. So what's the second season about? Um, Just continuing on the story. And it, it's it's one of those where even with the first season, the, it, the story doesn't matter as much as like the characters are just so engaging to watch and the way they interact with each other. But yeah, that one's great. And I'll beyond that... I'm always yeah. looking for new shows. Um, the uh, one with Paul Rudd, where uh, he's the clone. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some. Yeah. Living with yourself. Like but I always oh, living with yourself. Oh, or living with yourself. Living with yourself. Touching yourself. One of the two. <laughs> that yeah, is a different show. Oddly enough, also, pa- also with Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> he's in everything now. He, I'd, I'd watch that, it. Um, previews for uh, Ghostbusters. Yes. The new yes. Ghostbusters. Yes. He, that looks great, and Paul Rudd is going to be great in it. Yeah. Great yeah, everything. it's living with yourself. Um, that is a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. I picked up more than I saw. Uh, another one that was really good, Jeff Goldblum. Whenever oh, you get a Jeff yeah. Goldblum yes, a, a show, you know that's just 
he's absolutely marvelous in whatever you put him in. So he he makes everything so sensual. Right. Like any experience with Jeff Goldblum, sometimes. you would just walk away like I need a <laughs> feeling like you were the only person in the world for that thirty seconds. Yeah. Mm. Give me another great show. Somebody give me another great Umbrella show. Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I watch the weird thing enjoyable. you're talking about shows that I watched like the first three episodes of, and then I just lost. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. I, you know, they put out some really cool uh, shows that are comic book yeah. superheroes, but in a different way, like yeah. The Boys and then Umbrella Academy. Um, they're not your typical Marvel or DC heroes. There's these anti-heroes. There's they're flawed. They, you know, in the boys, they're all in for profit, and it's a business instead of you know them trying to save the world. Um, I think, in Umbrella Academy, they live in a Wes Anderson movie. It's just there you go. Yeah. So I thought Umbrella Academy is really good. That was, yeah. that was my surprise. I think of the because that one came came out of nowhere uh, for me. Yeah. I, I had heard of the comic but never read it. And after I watched the first episode, I was like, all right, so this is just going to be kind of weird. And I, I was sold on it. Oddly enough, The Umbrella Academy is written and created by the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Yep. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That's Cri- one of those, hmm, I'll never need to know that, but now I know something. That's the yeah. Trivial Pursuit question if people still play Trivial Pursuit. I love that game. I do I, too. But... Anywhere, if there's a trivia game anywhere, I'm always playing Trivial I'm going to Trivial Pursuit from like 1998. If you bring me out the 1998 edition of Trivial Pursuit, I'm going to kick everyone's ass, especially millennials. He has a very specific set of skills. Yeah. Unfortunately, then... it is limited only to that Trivial yeah, Pursuit. Yeah, it's pre-1998. Outside of that wheelhouse. Yeah. So I bought a Harry Potter trivia uh, and we are going to be I playing have, Harry Potter trivia, high trivia, with Corny Gunn. Oh, no, no, we're oh, not going to do it. Let's go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry right, so, for people in the video. Now I know to cut that couple seconds out. Do I think you go to the bathroom should be left in? <laughs> nope. It's just going to be, <laughs> I'm there, and then bloop, I'm gone. All right. Well, we have the recording. This is the, the audio This is the first time we've had video, and you're the second person to walk <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Dave did it first. Ah. <sighs> Okay. So, um, yeah, do you have any other shows that you really wanted to shout out to, Mel? From this year? From this year. No. Because I got a lot for this decade. The yeah. decade's going to be, it's, I feel so bad for the years in this little thing that we're doing because, like, they're the baby ones because they're just, you know, the decade's the big ones, you yes. know? Yeah. Well, it's like the audio visual. Ten times as much stuff, that's all. It's not anything personal. It's, it's the audio visual awards of the Academy Awards. It's when they come back and they're like, so last night we had the audiovisual awards, and here's a list of their names scrolling through your screen. You know that's what this is. <coughs> so with that being said, um, music. Now I'm not a huge set of music person, so I I really am going to sit back and listen to two people I think know much more about music. Tell me what they love the most this year because I I sing theme songs and Disney songs. Like I, I would put Frozen Two in the there. Descendants soundtracks. I do. So I am. I, I am not somebody to talk to music about. I appreciate it, but not on my own. I appreciate it because other people like it. Like Dave's music. I liked going to his thing, but I go. would have never picked it. So, all right, well, Dave, Nancy. Do you remember we get ten seconds to uh, play um, any of our favorite artists of the year? Okay. So. <laughs> if you can hear the water rushing through the pipes. <laughs> so you literally heard Chris Locke going to the bathroom. Yeah. 
<laughs> Audio's great. Studio's not complete yet. Right. Yeah. So, uh, actually, I'm going to uh, pass this off. I'm going to have our resident music expert, Nancy Hart, lead us off with the best music of the year. Okay. Yeah. So, actually... Her name I is was, Nancy Wilson. It doesn't matter. I Nancy was Wilson really was disappointed Hart. in new music this year. And I think I gave up mid-year and I started backtracking... I happened to take some trips to some states in the South I had never been to, and I started looking up really old blues and really old country. And I felt like this was a weak year for new music. I'm sorry. Even the big, big hit type people that I usually try to like, I was a little bit disappointed in. I, I'm not going to lie. However, Taylor Swift had a, an album that came out this year that I loved that I don't think people give enough credit to. It was called Lover, and it did have that one song on it, You Need to Calm Down. But the song... The, the title song, Lover, is a very beautiful, simple, sweet song. Um, it's just, it's very, I can't, it's just very classic, quintessential type of love song. It's very, it's slow and croony. I just love it. It's a great song. It's and underrated. Here is Lover by Taylor Swift. Interesting. Just, yeah. No, you and you actually jumped to a pretty yeah, relatively a strong. Part of it, yeah. If we were only allowed ten seconds out oh, of a blind press, Dave, that was pretty. You about, picked a right level in there. Like there's this turnaround in there where she just kind of she picks everything up and she's way higher up and I, it's very sweet. Like she talks about how much how weak she is without him and it's very mm. raw and and I love that. It's not her usual poppy, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with that either, but it was pretty. So, what do you think about Lizzo? She was the probably the big name that came out this year. She's huge for this year, yes. Um, most of the stuff that came out this year for everybody was actually not new, I don't think, to her. She'd been doing that stuff for years. So, technically, I wasn't sure what years you count them as, even. But And I love her. I think um, her big hits are really great. But her albums don't catch me as a whole. I don't listen to them entirely. I listen to her covers. I have someone. Ariana Grande. I was, I was going to talk about her. I struggle with her. Yeah, ahead. no, this has really been, she's been killing it this year. As far as like, she has like three top hits. Mm -hmm. And I know because I liked every one of them. Yeah. And so, but uh, yeah, she had a really strong year this year. She did, and I love parts of her message, but I also don't love parts of her message. I felt like, I'm glad she stopped wearing the cat ears, for example, because it get it's cutesy and everything, mm. but I'm also like, listen, if you're trying to appeal to an adult audience, stop infantilizing, infantilizing yourself with these little, you know, costumes and yeah. shit. Like, be an adult. I mean, at least be legal, you know? <laughs> like, it's... It's well, a little it's like disturbing. It took James a while to realize that. So it, it looks better now. Look, it, it you got a collar and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. dressed up for the show. So it's, it's, James definitely did look nice dress up. He stepped it up today. Yeah. Wonderful. You just see what I looked like before I got dressed. But you, you can't see in the video is thing. the tail, which he still you wears. listen to some Ariana Grande, James? I do. All right, let's listen. She sings about Pete Davidson in that song, which is way more attention than Pete Davidson earned should ever deserve for so anything. I can't even hate on Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, like, he seems like a person who probably got famous in spite of himself. Mm -hmm. So I just see him just wandering through life. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, he's all a right. lucky fucker. Yep. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> she's She's got a great voice. That's the, the weird thing is that even though I think she has a certain reputation among people mm. who like are serious about music. If you ever listen to her, like she does these challenges with Jimmy Fallon where he spins a wheel and she has to sing like children's fairy tale songs in like the style of Britney Spears or Marilyn Monroe and she can do it and you hear the difference and she's very good at that. So I I see the talent, but you know, there's like a formula to, to being that kind of popular and sometimes you have to tone it down. So you're not too weird. What about you, Dave? What's your big guy? All right. So, um, of all the the albums that came out this year, as they like dying, put out a new album uh, after Barrel. You know, I love all these like metal albums, but my my favorite album of the year was by this Icelandic group called Of Monsters of Men. Um, they put out a great fucking album called Alligator, um, and it just. It's catchy. It's well written. I like the music in it. Wait, Icelandic. Let, let me guess before you hit play. Folk music. No. Right. Um, metal. No. no, it's not oh. metal. No, it's it's really not metal. Okay. It's kind of easy. Expecting metal and not expecting that. Yeah, nice. and but, you know, um, you know, my favorite albums, like three out of my five, are not even metal. Yeah, um, really. Slater Kenny um, put out their uh, big band from like the '90s. That's uh, a female-led group, um, and they had a great album that uh, came out this year yeah. called "The Center Won't Hold," and it's a great album. And they're not metal, so that's another very good one. No, I just assumed Iceland. That's the only type of music Iceland. I ever hear coming out of Iceland is pop or metal. And sometimes a fusion of the two. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Any great music this year? Um, one that surprised me, and I uh, only really got into it because of uh, the uh, Saturday Night Live performance, Billie Eilish. Me too. Huh. I, that's, I mean, that's why I started yeah. listening to her is that performance. As, Go ahead. As somebody who, who doesn't listen to a huge amount of pop and what I do listen to I'm picky about... Just surprised me. The more I listen to her music, it, it's well done. She has a fantastic voice, mm-hmm. and I like that she's going that the guy. whole performance artist. See? Oh, it's that not gonna have her voice in it though, right here. Oh. And it's just—it's fun music. And then her slower music is great too. And it's like—and you don't see that a lot of in pop. Yeah. Yeah, I have to admit, seeing her perform live changed my... I was like, oh, she killed her own in that spinny room scene. I was like, her voice was still strong. It wasn't affected by her performance. And then in the other one, when she sat down, it was very, like, she had control of her voice. It was held back. It was very simple and sweet. So that's what made me listen to her, too. But I I didn't love a single, like, entire album, I don't think, from anybody this year. I'm so sorry. What about you, Nancy? Any other artists or anybody you want to talk? Anybody other music that stuck out to you as being a definitive 2019? Something that wasn't that that just made you feel 2019. Anything else? Mm-mm. See, I don't think Dave? anything like really stuck out. Yeah, I think yeah. the, I mean. the Lizzo song was probably the only yeah. single that really <coughs> stuck out, but there was, it was just so much stuff. And it yeah. was great. There's a there's a huge push for women to, to you know like the topic of the song Truth Hurts is really great it's empowering like i'm not living my life trying Mm -hmm. to catch a man i'm 
doing for me. And that's, I love that part of it. Yeah. And I, I dance to that song every time it comes on. You know, I mean, who, who won't? It's great. But I, it's just not, I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. It didn't hit the me like that. The world needs Adele. Where has Adele been? She needs, she's abandoned. Well, Alanis well, Morissette announced a tour, and that's, you know, yeah, that's encouraging. She's making a Broadway production out of Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Nice. Well, with that being said, since 2019 didn't have any kind of blow your way standout music, Decades. tell me, yeah, in the decade, oh, have, you have okay. a, it's a decade now. You get, you get 10 years. 2019 was good, but it's overshadowed by its big brother, the decade. Okay. The decade. The decade. So we'll start with where we ended off on the last one. So 2019, is there anything from 2019 that made it to anybody's decade list? Is there no. a 2019 music that David of what Dave what do you put in there? Music wise? Yeah. No. 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 Okay. So what is it? What is the one? Like I know your five doesn't have to be in order, but if you could say one thing defined your decade musically, what is it, Dave? And Nancy. Pass off the Nancy. Okay, I have to admit, my albums of the decade are are varied, to be honest. But yeah. like my, I think it's a weird one. But for me, it was "To Pimp a Butterfly" by Kendrick Lamar. It was a great album. I don't know what I expected when I turned it on, but I I listened to it from start to finish because I happened to be in traffic, and it it was a story. I mean, from if you listen to it transition, even the songs, the way they go in and out, it, it there's a story there, and it's very very easy to mm -hmm. hear. I just, I loved every part of that album. And all the different, you know, I guess cameos, if you will, with yeah. uh, P-Funk and, you know, it was just, it was a great album. And I loved everything about it. Chris, tell me somebody in a decade that musically was like it. If you think of the 2010s, what's the thing that stands out to you in music form? Um, one that I wouldn't even say would go in, like, my favorite of all time, but that stands out to me musically, part of it is just, like, memory so much tied to it uh, that surprised me was uh, Dead Mouse. And I'm not somebody who listens to uh, electronic music at all. And I was working in the gaming industry and had friends who would listen to it. And then I found it, if you're doing the same thing for 60 hours a week, it worked out well and it was just one of those because it was so out of my wheelhouse and is to this day. Right. And I, I think electronic as well, I thought the same thing in the 2000s might be going out as a genre and right. that really stood out to me like for me there haven't been really that might be one artist for me it hasn't been artist as much as genres like that that stood out beyond that um kind of related to the kendrick lamar i'd say hip-hop i feel like in the 2010s has had a resurgence yeah that you've seen in parts of it it depends yeah but that even the big acts that yeah. somebody like kendrick lamar is yeah. much closer to what I mean, you would say would be hip-hop yeah like all the jazz and stuff and the way his lyrics are still yeah. there there's there's a poetry to it where it's yeah. not just catchy rap rhymes and i mean it's it's just it's an amazing it's very complex yeah i like it so Dave. i used to love um rap growing up when i was mm. you know eighth grade i was listening to nwa mm -hmm. and for the longest time like in the first part of the 2000s rap went to the way of hair metal where it was like all party and women yeah. and, yeah. and booze um, rap could have you know kept going that way and just kind of yeah. fizzled out but as much as I hate this fucking guy Kanye West and Jay Z they they started saying that rap could be a real yeah. art yeah. form and yeah. then you have Common you have Kendrick Lamar you have all these fucking uh, rappers now that 
they're making it real art versus you know the fucking NWA shit we used to listen to the DMX stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, and th- that you're saying even the <clears throat> sorry, even the uh, commercial music that's coming out now and has been coming out this decade sounds like what the underground stuff was. Ten years before, and I and, and I think it is a huge compliment, and yeah. it's great that you have artists that you said like Common, you have Mostef, who even though he's been doing it forever, yeah, look you at have Childish Kendrick. Gambino. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I mean, he was on my list as far as the song. That, yeah. Yeah. That Just that sound fifteen years ago would have been like somebody listening in a basement, and it's great that. We've now had a decade of that. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty <laughs> for better or for worse. For sometimes much more for worse. Dave, we've also seen the rise of the mumble rappers, which I'm definitely hate that shit. The I don't. Cardi I B's, don't the hate. Wayne, oh, the, oh no, Wayne's, I can't stand that shit. I don't enough, because I, I really like I will Lil Wayne. cover. Most there's a whole musical it. reason for why the mumble. Ra- I mean. I'm gonna, That's going to be on Nancy's show. <laughs> and it'll give you a different yeah. opinion of it. So look, it's, it's look an interesting for Nancy's form. show in yeah. March. What about you, Dave? So Define 2010s to 2019. When I think of like the the most recent decade, I don't think of specific albums that yeah. touch me. <laughs> show us on the doll. Like Michael Jackson's greatest hits. It's Michael Off Jackson of music. Right. Um, show us on the doll where uh, the album touched you. Um. I really made it a point to try and listen to a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I found a Monsters of Men. I found the Lumineers. Um, mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so much great music that is not considered like real traditional um, pop music or rock yeah. music. They're all sorts. There's so varied, um, and there's so much great music out yeah. there that came out over this last decade. Yes. Um, Nathaniel Rateliff. Uh, we actually Heather and I saw him. My wife. Mm-hmm. We saw him at a as a cover band. Yeah. Back in like nineteen ninety nine. Because he's a Colorado artist. You know, right? I'm thinking my dates wrong, but like two thousand one, like yeah. a really long time ago. <laughs> and now Nathaniel Redliff blew up, and he has like this like soulful sound. Um, Leon Bridges brought back nineteen sixties soul. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alabama Shakes redefined what blues could be. I mean, there's so much great music yeah. out there. Um, that's what 2010 and beyond really brought into me. Mm. Well, it feels like it, it, like just like I was saying for hip hop, it feels like for a lot of genres as a whole, the 2010s have felt more focused. That yeah, makes sense. I like. I thought I thought Jay Z. He only he's only come out with one album technically yeah. in the past ten years, and it was that 444. And it's I thought nice it was a great now. album. I thought it was it was really solid. You know, I was nervous because he he. He's, you know, he's hit yeah. and miss sometimes. But it was a really good album. It's a little hard to sing along with, like, the big hit with that song. Cause, so you know. an artist that my wife really loves that came out and it was Macklemore. I yes. don't know if he is listening. But, you know, he's a different kind of rapper. Yeah. He took rap in a very different direction. Right. And yeah, the White Walls puts, song, and it's yeah, fun. Yeah, he puts yeah. out good stuff. And, yeah. you know, he's an untraditional artist that just kind of, Hey, I like this genre. I'm gonna do what I want to do with it. Yeah. Didn't he do that one about riding mopeds downtown or something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what song you're talking about, but that does sound I like a Macklemore song. <laughs> I got this. What about you, James? Yeah. Um, so well, I know I'm, what your album of the decade was. No, just kidding. No, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna steal something from you guys to a certain degree, and what I'm gonna say is, I think the album that nobody saw coming that really. 
blew up and took over was Hamilton. I think Hamilton oh. is oh, a... Oh, look at I had a Broadway musical the section. Absolutely. No, I'm just... Cheater. I think that... I think Lin-Manuel Miranda came out and Who? he... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. One more time. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Close enough. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Miranda. Uh, Miranda. 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 Yeah. Okay, never mind. I apologize. Now you're just messing me up. <laughs> no, I think I think he I think he came out with something that just took over, moved into pop charts, uh, made 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 a definitive pop uh, pop culture. He made his place in pop culture, and then you can see his music move on through Moana and when, on new things that he's working yeah. on and everything. And he and himself is like a musical. It's a form of music right now. I think you know. Yeah. I think that was huge. You know, so that was I, I'm going to steal that from people. It was either that or go with Miley Cyrus, which yeah, I'll just yeah, start. For sure, I, I, yeah. I'll start the next round with like I like the change of Miley Cyrus. I think Miley Cyrus, she has a killer voice, and she constantly changes herself and. Her songs are fun. You can't deny that over the past 10 years, Miley Cyrus has put out some freaking excellent pop music. And and much like and Captain she, Marvel, has her own Nine Inch Nails show. Yes. yes. And <laughs> she has represented women in a new generation. Maybe, I know the general public isn't thrilled with it, but like, and I think it's weird that she married that Liam Nelson or whatever, Hemsworth, Hemsworth whatever. That guy, I think it's weird that she married him at all if she was going to be with other girls and she knew it was going to bother him. But she also, I mean, some of the stuff she says, I feel like it's veiled conversation for, like, polyamorous type relationships. And I feel like there is a generation of women out there who are open to that kind of stuff because they're more independent and they don't necessarily define their entire lives by a marriage with a single person. And I'm okay with some of that being talked about and people being less dependent on on traditional structure if that's not what works for you but the marriage part i mean i was always like so yeah. why did you i mean you knew that part's weird so yes and you do kind of see it change in her music you know she went from bubblegum pop to i don't know something different. something else miley's her own something thing different. what about you dave give me another defining thing of the 20 of the last decade i the the rise of metal the different types of genres of metal really uh stepped up um which is what's weird about me is that i used to grow up with a corn and limb biscuit and that was my metal and that you know uh, disturbed the 90s the 90s mm-hmm. they were the early 2000s. and then i started oh, yeah. getting into like a little bit heavier like it's like the older i get <coughs> the heavier the stuff i like and so mm-hmm. like going to that show that's the stuff i listen to like, when I get off of work, I will go and turn on that kind of stuff. And then I balance it out with, like, I'm going to listen to Lumineers now. But the Rise yeah. of Metal, there um, a lot of great bands came out that, like, I find a lot. I, I connect personally with a lot of metal songs. And a lot of those I really connected with that you know, I play on, on a constant basis yeah. as a form of um, aggression. Um, or if I want to, like, build myself up. Or yeah. if I want to just feel better, yeah, I listen to some really good metal. That's pretty much it. That's all the music that I have. Chris, you got anything else you want to say about this decade in music? Not any in, artist not in, or no? No, not in music. Nancy, I, I knew. See, and this is why Nancy's going to have a music show. I feel like this is a very strong decade for women in general in all kinds of genres. <coughs> like, 
I won't go every album and song that I wrote down. I clearly did too much for this Four one. Four pages were you. Yes, but I mean, every Beyonce, her sister Solange, who does not get enough credit. She has an album, I will shout this one out, called A Seat at the Table. That is very good. I hear influences of Prince and very different, varied types of music. Yeah. Oh, and a great voice. So um, Azalea Banks, Billie Eilish, Lana Del Rey, Taylor Swift. You know, Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande kind of representing the younger women. And Lizzo mm -hmm. all, as well is in there. Sia, who was really originally just a songwriter, and they couldn't get somebody to sing this one song, and so she made a whole album around it. And, and all of them are different, but they're all very independent, and that's okay. Yeah, uh, you actually remind me of someone who I discovered a couple of years ago. Uh, it's a singer named St. Vincent. Mm -hmm. um, just a super powerful female. Um can really fucking shred on the guitar uh it's not nice. metal she's like she's probably more traditional rock and roll but um she takes a lot of influence from nine inch nails um she's an excellent producer she produced that sleater kenny um album which is one of my favorites mm -hmm. i mean she's super well-rounded she's very creative and she's really talented so it sounds like like uh this last decade was big for metal and women Mm -hmm. And, and metal, Lynn, metal, metal women, and Lynn Manuel it, Miranda. Right, so I want to tie this back to our, our previous conversation. Um, I think the smartest thing for Lynn Manuel Miranda to do is to produce Moana as a Broadway show. Yeah, because It'll that happen. way he doesn't have well, to like you know come up with something original. He has a show. Moana's gonna kill it. He's no, you know, he's gonna do a great job, but he doesn't have to start from scratch. But he's working on. I mean, there's something coming out this February In that I was gonna talk about. Us. This, yeah, yeah, coming up thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited about it. I love, I, love, I, love we, that. I have never heard of it, so I need you to tell me what it is because I'm too excited. Okay, I couldn't put it in the decade thing because it was originally on Broadway in 2005, but it was actually it's, it's his original first Broadway musical that he wrote, and it's about a. A son of an immigrant whose parents, you know, moved to New York and he lives. I don't want to give away a lot. It's in the Heights. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. very good. Like, there's cute little songs in it's there. It's coming out as a movie. Yeah. Yes. And With it's uh, Anthony Ramos. Yes. From Hamilton. Yes. So I'm very. Yeah, that looks really good. Yes. Yeah. I think that looks So, good. but if, even if they did a Disney Moana on the stage, they'd write a new song. They always do. And Lim and Will Miranda would write yeah. a new it's song. It's all going to be very, like, his. Uh, like bachata and merengue type music, it's it's great. It's danceable. It's something you want to like shake to. I'll go see that. I yeah. heard uh, Cats is uh, the worst movie of the year. So on the so that kind of bounces out this in the heights. Yeah, uh, Cats got panned. I'm really? torn and they came out on against it because everybody is like, oh, it's awful, and they all look weird. And I'm like, have you guys never seen Cats? <laughs> it's like it's this always, shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've had like thirty something, forty years to Name learn about it. Name one song from Cats besides Memory. It's from Mistopheles. Damn it, though, you got the other two That's songs. That's right. I'm with a bunch of nerds. Uh, never yeah. mind. Was, Crap. Well, never mind. Yes, it's, I'm very disappointed that it, they did it in a movie form at all. Sure it's just not meant called, to be it's called Cats. Cats, cats, it's all about cats. Do you guys remember there, in Hey Arnold, there was an episode where the girl that used to pick on Arnold, her and her dad were forced to go to this Broadway musical to bond, and um, it was Rats, and it was like a parody of it. No. Oh, I don't know why. Whenever I see a, a trailer for Cats, I think of that Hey Arnold episode. But that <laughs> does make me think of the episode like, of the Fairly Odd Parents where they all turn into monkeys, and the theme bananas, song went, bananas, bananas, bananas. bananas, bananas. Um... So, anybody, decade music, does anybody, are we good on music yeah. or are we moving to TV? Okay. I thought we were doing, yeah. Okay, TV. 
TV. Great TV. What's, yeah, it's been the last well, decade of just really, really fun, really, really good TV. I'm going to yeah. steal the first one. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with one of my favorite, most brilliant thing that I think it does, I've seen on TV in the last decade is The Good Place. It is yeah, I love that. Such a, a, a uh, yeah, I yeah. It, you know, it, it had a, it had a tough it had a tough like third season, but even though the tough third season was good, and the overarching story of the good place that they've told thus far has been great. And so I think it's you know much like uh, they'd say that like uh, Arrested Development changed the uh, single camera mm-hmm. show and everything. I feel like the good place took something and went to such a different level with it. So I'm going to say that's one of my favorite things that's came out in the last decade of television. And I'm going to throw it to Dave because he looks like he has something to say. Well, I have so much to say. (laughs) The greatest thing about the last decade is that you can stream all sorts of shows now. Look look at the rise of streaming services Mm -hmm. in the last 10 years and look at all the the unbelievable content that's been put out in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're looking or from at, the business side, look at all of those little payments you forget about each month. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, look at the stuff like Stranger Things, yeah. Russian Doll. Um, yeah, uh, there's shows from uh, Europe right now, like um, The Great British Baking Show. There's um, fucking <coughs> Dark, Dark from, Germany. from Germany. I mean, yeah. <coughs> it has connected the world and... And opened it up to creators from all over the world. Yeah. You're seeing content that you, that you wouldn't have seen with just the networks. Exactly. <coughs> with cable, like if yeah. you had cable, you would not have a Stranger Things mm-hmm. if you're just going by traditional cable. And then in response, cable had to try to keep up, and so then you see the rise of like America Horror Story. Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Stuff that's a little bit edgier, um, that's going to push the boundaries. Uh, I mean. Streaming services <coughs> cause these um, major networks to start working on that, and that's kind of what Disney Plus is now doing for the streaming services. Right, it's all kind of come around. Well, and you look at they—they brought it full circle because for a long time you didn't work in television, and it had. And I think in the two thousands you saw the start of it, but definitely the last decade, like you were saying, that you saw cable having to fight back, and suddenly not even just the uh, streaming services like the mainstream ones yeah you had tv was the place to be now if you were a film actor mm-hmm. and it seems like disney's yeah. kind of pulling that back around they're like all right but now we're going to do tv like a movie yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no that way they can keep them in locked into a studio and everything to a certain degree is why yep. they play along that what about you nancy what about me what the whole decade TV. Okay, so here's my thing with TV shows. I don't always have enough time to commit Mm -hmm. to an entire series or season of anything. So I have to really, really, really like you to commit to entire seasons of shows. I'll watch four or five episodes of something and decide, like, no, I'm done. But for me, the decade, obviously, there's Stranger Things, like you said. Um, I loved (coughs) The Good Place. Um, the Haunting of Hill House, mm-hmm. which I was a strong. I think it's my favorite horror show or movie of the decade. At For least. me, that came out of nowhere, yeah. and it's like a horror fan who is a snob about it. I yes. am un- unapologetically a horror it's snob. Very good. That yeah. came out of nowhere, and, it, and I like that. Not only was it scary, like I walked away, I'm like. It made me think, or at least it made me think right. <laughs> that it did. So I was yeah, like, I'll take it. Yeah, it's scary, not just on a boo level, but on a on an internal mental level. Yeah. There's levels to that fear, and I it's it's strong. One of, one of my favorite things about that show in particular is the 18-minute 
no cut constant. single shot at the funeral yeah yes. because to catch it to catch because you when you're watching it and if you it hadn't read ahead of time quite a you start looking you're and like, you're like it's been like five or... minutes and they this <laughs> yeah. is a scene there there's not been a single cut in this entire yeah. thing as as somebody who likes Phil, yeah, that was amazing, and and that's what happened to me because I was sitting there watching it, and like you said, I was like five minutes in, I'm like, wait a second, and then it's like, all right, is the episode over? Because I want to look it up, yeah. and then I had to right away, but it yeah. was because it, it it does was sneak up on you. You're like, oh, I wouldn't wait a have second. noticed They've it. Changed scenes, yeah. two times. I wouldn't have noticed it if he hadn't pointed it out, and then I started thinking that would be hard. On a TV set where you're used to being able to take for granted yeah. that you can cut and re retry and you know like, I was able to point out that that scene no cut scene was so long. I was able to point it out to her in the middle of it, and there was still like going. six like, minutes yeah. left. Yeah. Of a and note. even the hidden cut yeah. was still after like seven and a half minutes, yeah. which was yeah. just like, well, and and that's what I loved about that. Yeah. And one other show that this, goes to your streaming argument. Streaming um, yeah. push some big things out there. Cable wouldn't have done that. Two shows this season that I don't think anybody else will probably mention because they're a little bit off are um, number one is called Another Period. It was on Comedy Central. It was mm -hmm. Natasha Leggero and Ricky Lindholm, um, and it was it was these two women from like the Victorian era. It's a very big satire on like a fake reality. Well, obviously not reality. Take The Office, mix it with Victorian era women. I don't know. It was hilarious though, and um, for some reason The Crown. I. I don't know why. I've, I've. It's one of the very. Few, I marathon the it. The doctor is on the ground. Oh, and Bob's Burgers. And Bob's, Bob's Burgers was a great. Yeah, or is a great. But nobody's fucking said Game of Thrones. I'm blown. I didn't want to. I, I felt right. like it. See, it has a star next to my name. So was that the show of the decade? Yeah, I would um, say so. It was very influential in a lot of ways. I think it really showed you how not to end a show and piss off your <laughs> fan base. Yeah. I think it had two spectrums. I was to one it. of those people who was fine with the ending, but I'd say it's. I was except I the Starbucks cup. That's uh, inexcusable. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if I'd say show the decade, but I, I I think it definitely because it happened so late. Well, no, it was on long enough. It set the tone for the decade. It, it, it just with the long form storytelling, the budgets that they did, the the level of production. Mm -hmm. Like I, I loved it. I don't know if I put it as one of my favorite ever. But I thoroughly enjoyed the show, but I think I think it set the tone, and you're going to see that for years to come. Give me, a, give me a challenger. Give me a challenger for the decade, a show that you would put up against Game of Thrones. Mr. Robot. But you I still have, have not seen not, the end, though. You it's can't the, do that can't, anymore, because genres, there are certain genres that are taken Breaking more Bad. seriously. Ooh. No, that, that's the one I thought you were going to bring no, in. Did that come out this decade, though? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's Google that shit. Yeah, Breaking Bad. But that's the thing. That's, like, for yeah. me... Because yeah, it's starting to jump in, but I'd say like that's why I couldn't narrow it down to the best shows. No, that was right. I'd say for me, I'd say for the decade, it's I I think as television is a medium, I, I'd say that more so than any single show, more so than any genre, just having that long form storytelling for me right. is what won the decade. It's why you have something like uh, in sci fi, you have the expanse. Which is fantastic. It's hard sci-fi. It's well done. Mm -hmm. It's big budget. You have shows like Game of Thrones, which will get your fantasy. You have Mr. Robot. And I think television in general, doing these long-form stories that you'd seen attempts at, it just it stole the show for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it'll get played out, but I'm glad that you have 
the the streaming networks doing it. You have cable networks doing it. You have broadcast putting out some surprisingly decent shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that's, that's what you were saying about the streaming pushing back and making it. So, Game of Thrones was a beast. It was a. It was a cultural phenomenon. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it absolutely was in every single way you can think of. It's a cultural phenomenon. What about another one? Give me another one. I want to uh, pull up my favorite horror show of the year. I love Hill House, but Netflix once again is pushing um, artists from uh, I, from different parts of the world. Uh, Marianne, a fucking great horror movie or uh, show. Uh, yes. Be able to tell a scary story like that over eight episodes, like legit scary. And like Chris said, I'm a fucking snob. So like legit scary. And I will put it as probably my top horror story of the decade. Yeah. Huh. I, I have not seen the end of the season, but I remember, uh, and I was literally on an island in the middle of nowhere. And at the time had no power. All I had was uh, internet on my laptop. Somebody recommended that show. I put on headphones, watched the first episode in the dark. As a horror snob, that was the most terrifying goddamn thing yeah, I have ever seen. Scary. I'm like, legit scary. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Well, you know, as American Horror Story, I mean, <coughs> as horror, because horror television hasn't always been good. Friday the 13th, The Nightmare of, uh, on Elm Street series uh, hasn't always been good. Is horror television making a strong comeback yeah and this goes back to that conversation so netflix started putting on edgier and scarier shows so then american horror stories like we can do that same thing and then they push the envelope a little bit further and then you start seeing um the marianne's the hill houses because they're in response to um american horror story uh i mean like it's just up in the game there's so much stuff out there that they're just they have to throw everything they can well Bandersnatch. <laughs> There's sure. a dog. I'm <laughs> wondering why I was looking at Dave's <laughs> It's not necessarily a horror. That looks terrible. Uh, it's not necessarily a horror film per se, but Bandersnatch really changed the way you interact with your I like Bandersnatch. Yeah, that was yeah. weird. Yeah, I, it was very weird. I, I burned out on it really quickly. I did try to like get different results, yeah. and but. You know that changed a lot. I don't. I haven't seen anything else like that where anybody else tried to do it. Black Mirror has been a great aspect yeah. of this decade. I mm. think. I think the anthology yeah. series is, have really. Uh, I I like what they've done with anthology series. Yeah. I like the individual of being able to tell a good strong story. And what what streaming services have allowed television to do <clears throat> is not be confined by the forty two minutes or forty seven minutes. You know, uh, the Orville yeah, uh, is moving mm-hmm. to Hulu exclusively, and it won't be on Fox anymore. And one of the things that that's going to be able to do, Seth uh, McFarlane said, he's like, listen, I'm not bound by 42 yeah. minutes. I can do a 55-minute episode if it needs it. You know, mm-hmm. I can do and on the, uh, <coughs> see, a on longer the story. With length, though, you look at Mandalorian. And they have uh, some episodes that are around 50 minutes. Some are like 26 minutes. And mm-hmm. people complain. And to me, I'm like, did you get the episode done in 26 minutes? Was it enjoyable? 
Right. All right. Because they didn't have that pressure to go. Isn't that a it. weird thing to think of? Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you're like, no, that show was supposed to be that long. But I, yeah. when there's that drastic of a difference, it's weird. It, and it took me like an episode or two. I'm like, why are these different lengths? And then I'm like, oh, no, it makes sense. It's like the story was contained. Yeah. You did your job in the amount of time you needed. Yeah, it was just, it was such a great episode or a great decade for just watching shows. Yeah. yeah. You know, when we're growing up, we have Cosby Show and Friends eventually, right. and then we have, you know, we have Cheers. Yeah. So it, it's very confined to what we experience. Now, there's just so much out there. It, it's hard It's <coughs> to be able to grasp just how much stuff is out there. Right. Um, there's stuff that I hear great stuff like Mr. Robot and Carnival yeah. Row that is supposed to be amazing, but I don't have fucking time for right. that. We were talking yeah. about like international shows. Um, 3%. Which I believe is Brazilian and a fantastic sci fi show, hmm. cerebral, really well done. And if it weren't for the streaming, I wouldn't be watching that. Like, oh. I have British shows that I watch. Like, stuff I watch all, uh, all of Sons of Anarchy. You know what I mean? I, I just yeah. watch, you just pick things that you want to. Listen, one thing that came out this decade that has really drawn me, and I will give it 100% Netflix for watching this, is Netflix used to keep saying, they're like, James, watch Arrow. And I'm like, no, Netflix, I don't want to watch Arrow. And they're like, no, James, really, dude, watch Arrow. And I'm like, no, Netflix, I don't want to watch Arrow. But I did. It's great. There's an entire universe built around that that I totally watch every one of the shows on. And it's because Netflix told me to do it. And they gave me, to, to make sure I was hooked, they're like, here's two seasons of this show. Yeah. You know, so... What about you, Nancy? You got any other things before we move to movies? Um, no, not really. Chris? Um, no, like I said, it's just that, that you have those long-form shows. Like you said, the yeah. narrative. I love that TV is moving in that direction, be it cable, be it the networks. Right. It's, they're letting the writers do their thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dave? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All right, so Move then yourself. let's do... Is it movies? It's of the movies of the decade, uh, Dave. I want to hear uh, you start us off. Tell us about, tell us about the movies. What was the, what defined the 2010s for you as far as movies are concerned? Um, this was the decade of the comic book movie, right? And so it was definitely a Marvel decade. For better or for worse, mostly for better. Yeah, mostly for better. So yeah, the I think the uh, the decade is defined by the rise of the comic book movie, right? Um, Avengers Endgame is one of my top five of the year or of the the decade for sure but uh there is so many great stories that were developed uh over the course of the decade like interstellar is probably mm. one of my top two or three movies of the year of mm. the decade. i keep saying that yeah. uh inception another christopher nolan Fantastic, uh, a great movie and that was at the beginning of the decade so i had to go all the way back to 2010 but is such a progressive story. It's so clever. Um, it was the first time I ever ate an edible uh-huh. when I went to go see the movie, and I fuck I couldn't remember. It, I lost it. Like half the movie, I lost it because I ate way too yeah. much as edible. So I had to watch it again in the comfort of my own home. And then I was like, I could really appreciate because that was a great fucking movie. Yeah. Being to be all focused. Um, but the bit, my best movie, my favorite movie is this movie about the financial. Um, downturn in 2008 it's called The Big Short Big Short was it's great the best mm. movie of the decade yeah. in my opinion Steve wow. Carell Steve just Carell. slimy but still Steve you kind of like him and um, 
what's his name? Ryan, uh, what's it? Gosling. Yeah, he's Ryan so Gosling. fucking slick and so fucking great yeah. in this movie. And it's directed by Adam McKay, who normally does comedy. Mm. And so he's trying to tell about what happened to um, the housing market, how it crashed. And but he did it in uh, entertaining, uh, light and yeah. kind of comedic way. And um, I, every time I see that movie come on, I have to watch it. And yeah. it's so fucking great. Steve Carell, I cannot tell you enough. How great Steve Krill is in that movie. Interesting. Interesting. And this is like right um, when he's about to leave the office. Mm-hmm. So he's like at the peak. I mean, okay. Steve Krill's great in this movie. Hmm. Big short. Definitely check that out. Okay. Chris, give us something about the decade. 2010. Tell us something from 2010 to 2019. What defines it? I mean, we know it's comic like, books like, is. Like, well, and like Dave said, though, it is a comic book thing. And that extends to more than just the superhero movies. <coughs> I think you've seen for lack of a better term, the comic bookification of the entire box office. That all of the action movies follow the same formula. Like, all of the big films right. are now kind of staged, shot, and marketed the same as the comic book movies. Yeah. And it's... And I'm fine with that in a lot of cases. Right. Um, but, I mean, you see it even with the way that something like Star Wars is done now. But... I don't know. We had a, a lot of great films. Like, Endgame for me, uh, like, story-wise, I wouldn't say it's one of my top films ever, but, I mean, for the decade, just a, as a complete technical achievement that they pulled it off blows my mind. And right. it's like, and I love the movie, but just that you had, how many movies was it up before? 23? 23. 23. And a couple of shows that they completely ignored, because Perlmutter. But, you know, just that they were able to pull that off. And, like, in-game, it, I, I came out of there liking the movie. I like the way they resolved it. And just amazed that they could do that. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of other big ones. Um, honestly, not just the decade, but one of the movies for me that's going to stand out uh, all time. Just, I remember being completely blown away seeing it in theaters. Because I stopped myself after the first trailer from watching any more. Uh, Fury Road. Uh, hmm. George Miller coming back to Mad Max. It was just yeah, that's from the the absurdity of it, and ju- that that he was able to get that filmed. Mm. That's on a lot of people's top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People really Mad Max was a huge thing for a lot of people. What Nancy. About you, James? Oh, oh, so yeah, one of the things that I liked is um, I I am a sucker for. Disney movies, I like that this is a decade of the remake. And I know that's going to give a bad uh, flavor in a lot of people's mouths about like live action, re- <laughs> live action remakes of classic animated movies. But I feel like they, they're batting about 70%, and 70% is fine in my book. I really liked uh, Beauty and the Beast. I really liked Aladdin. I really liked Lady and the Tramp. You know? Lady and the Tramp, Lady and the Tramp was good. Yeah. Uh, now, I... I as I said when I uh, watched it, I found it completely inoffensive. Yeah. Like, it was fun, and I was just like, there was nothing upsetting to me about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I'm I'm fine with taking things that I... It's, it's, it's the nostalgia decade. Yeah. And it's our nostalgia decade. And so that's what's really weird about it, is we grew up around pop culture, and pop culture has given us so much self-awareness that they can connect to for our generation, it is our nostalgia de- decade, and all this decade's been in movies mm-hmm. is things that I loved before, and I have no problem with that. 
Well, and the self-awareness, that's why I'd add to uh, my list of movies for this decade, Deadpool. And, and I love that it yes. does, and it sums up that whole this being the decade of the superhero movies. Right. That of Deadpool's course towards great. the end we bring in the person, the superhero who will call out. It's like, nope, this is yes. all bullshit. Yeah. You're paying a whole bunch of money to see this, and it's like it's kind of fitting that. Yeah. After you don't have be... Deadpool, you don't have Joker. Yeah. You don't right. have you know people willing to push the envelope. Nancy. Yeah. Nancy. Um. So for me, ooh, I don't like to. A decade's so big. I feel like that's not fair yeah. to pick like one. So you don't have to pick one. I don't know. Just don't there was some. There. there was some. Com- definitely some superhero comic yeah. book. And I'm not like I said. I wasn't a comic book kid. Um, there was one that was definitely nostalgic for me. It's Wonder Woman. It was the only. I love the comic books. I had the costume. I had the golden rope. Like I was. I was seriously the lasso of truth. I was seriously into. Jeez. I know. But Jeez. My mom even she even remembers it. So like, and she never watched kids shows with me. So if she remembers it, like I loved it. And, um, the trailer looks great for the. I'm next very one. excited yeah, about the yeah, Wonder Woman '84. That's definitely on my to-do list. Well, um, uh, our son was convinced it was Stranger Things. Oh. From the trailer, he's like, yeah. "No, this is Stranger Things," and we're like, "No, it's no. its own thing." Yeah. And he's like, "No, it's, it's or it was Ghostbusters or both of those. Each yeah. of those confused him. You yeah. know, he's. And we're Which, like, well, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. Sorry, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I yeah, liked both yes, of those. Yes, they were great. Um, and strangely enough, I really liked the new Planet of the Apes. Both of them. Re- it, that surprised me. I went in, because I'm one of those people who, like, even with the ending, the Tim Burton one, I'm like, it's dumb. I I, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I, I went into that one expecting the same thing. Yeah. I did not expect to be like, I greatly enjoyed that James Franco film. Right? That was something that and <laughs> never I, crossed my mind. And I kept thinking, is it because when I was a kid, my dad used to watch this with me, so I really, really fondly remember the show, and I just wanted to love it? I wasn't sure. But... No, it's because of James Franco. <laughs> it's all a James Franco thing. So, yeah, they, those were great. Uh, Logan. Logan, yeah, absolutely. And it piggybacks right off the success of Deadpool, yep. because they push the envelope and so like let's you know pull this crazy r-rated movie yeah. out of nowhere and fucking have hugh jackman fucking snicking people upside their head and shit yeah I yeah mean, it was great well like you said it being the other side it's kind of fitting that if it weren't for deadpool which just kind of skewers the genre <coughs> right. and the success of deadpool being an r-rated film logan would not have been made and it's great that you look this at it true this movie that just breaks down the superhero genre allows probably the best film of the... Tied with Spider-Verse, I'd say. Oh, yeah, that was or, next on like, my list, yeah. yeah. Between the two, I don't know, but it's like that Logan never would have been made, and it's like so one of the best films of the genre gets made yeah. because Ryan Reynolds yeah. <laughs> finally was able to pay off 10 years of being a smartass. Yeah, and those were just the comic book and superhero yeah. type stories that I enjoyed this decade. Like, there's a whole other Disney and kid right. type, like, I mean, Coco, Moana, Inside yeah, Out. Pixar had another strong uh, yeah. decade. I mean, yeah. really and strong. Di- and Disney Animation. You look at yeah. Frozen. Yeah, Frozen. Was it Tangled this decade? Yes. Too? Yes. 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 Yeah, I enjoyed Tangled yeah. quite a bit. So, do you have any other big movies that you want to focus on over the decade? Uh, big movies? No. I, you know, to the rise of the streaming movies. Yeah. 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 Streaming movies are huge. Yeah. It, and that kind of goes to the bit, other thing. Did, did streaming change pop culture? What in the past decade 
changed in pop <laughs> culture, you know? Was it the streaming that changed it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, look at Netflix going from mail-order DVDs to let's put these DVDs yeah. online so right. people don't have to mail it. Right. And then just seeing how that evolved. Mm-hmm. And their first movies were like nothing more than Lifetime or Hallmark movies. And then... Now they're putting out Martin Scorsese movies. Yeah. Three and a half hour long fucking Martin Scorsese movies. Um, Roma last year won a bunch of Academy yeah. Awards. That's a Netflix yeah. movie. Um, <coughs> look at Amazon. Amazon's put out mm-hmm. awesome movies. Bird Downton Box Abbey. was. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Bird Box was great. Yeah, then that. I mean, they. All these streaming services can tell the stories that they want to because mm-hmm. they know Disney is going to take up all the um, screens in the Cineplex. And so they need to find some way to get their... <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look over in the monitor, it's just like... <laughs> uh, I know. So, uh, I they're going to rule the, um, the theaters. And so uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon and Hulu, they have to put out their stuff to get their stories told. Right. So the rise of the streaming movies. Yeah. yeah. But then, like you said, and, and I agree, because otherwise Disney ruled the theater... But the problem is, now Disney's going after yeah. them, too. They're like, that's yeah. a nice everything you have there. And it's like, right. damn it. Bob Iger just walks up. He's just making it rain. Like, I want to buy a company. Yeah. He's like, thank you for proving for a decade that this model works. Yeah. Right. I own it now. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. a great um, decade for horror. Horror really took yeah. a yeah. leap. Uh, being, it went from just campy... Hellraiser sequels and you know retreads of uh, Nightmare uh, on Elm Street. Yeah. yeah. Now you're putting out um, Midsummer. You're putting yeah. out Hereditary. You're putting uh, Hereditary. Out... Je- yeah, that was that, that was a great yeah. horror movie. I mean, um, Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. I think came out mm-hmm. this decade. I mean, so a lot yeah, of different types true. of uh, horror conjuring. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really great horror. Well, they remade like, it. Yeah, yeah. remade okay, it absolutely. And, and you look at even, like, the comedy horror has been good. As somebody who's yeah. always liked that genre, uh, like, grew up watching, like, the Evil Dead movies, that you mm. look at stuff like uh, Dead Snow, which, like, Nazi zombies. zombies coming yeah. back. Yeah. And, and just, like, that part of horror has come back, too, which is great, because sometimes I'm like, I don't want to be scared. Just give me the most ridiculous, gory thing ever. <laughs> great horror uh, comedy, um, Christmas Roast by author David High. Available uh, now on Amazon. If you like horror, if you like comedy, if you like Hallmark holiday movies, The Christmas Roast by David Hogg. I've heard great things about The Christmas Roast by Dave Hogg. Yeah. As have I. <laughs> yeah, mostly Dave Hogg is telling you guys how great it is. But really, it's a short story. You guys gotta read it. It's really fucking cool. So Very nice. So Um Go ahead. Yeah. No, no you no. something about pop culture changing mm-hmm. in the last decade? Well, this was a long show. This is a long show. I went through two yes. sodas. Right. I have to piss so bad. Me yeah. too. So, so see, I got up and thought I was being. I thought you went to the bathroom when you ran out. No, I was standing over there. In my mind, I was like, "Excellent, Harry Potter, what a convenient moment for me to walk away so I can finally pee." Harry Potter movies, 2010, great Harry Potter movies. All right. Well, speaking of Harry Potter, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up real quick. So listen. Speaking of Harry Potter. What are you doing next year? What are you? So, real quick, before we say our goodbyes, yeah. our first show of the season will be filmed on January 17th. Hopefully, yeah. you, you know, you'll see us on our pre-Facebook page. Uh, but our guest is going to be the one, the only Hollywood Tony P. Almost every single person that sits at this table has 
worked in one fashion or another yes. on a project with Hollywood Tony P. We yes, hope he is very funny. Um, and then uh, the second show of the season will be recorded on January 31st. It's going to be a remote show. We're going to go remote. down yeah. to Capitol Hill and nice. talk with my friend Courtney, who is a uh, bud tender slash... Uh, Second City alumni um, and Harry Potter nerd extraordinaire. So Sweet. we're gonna have some high Harry Potter action going on that night. Well, and so that is it. You That's were here so for the first long. video and the uh, That's audio a show coming soon. Tony Pacific, Trucky <laughs> Pacific. Action. We're the parents. So <laughs> I'm glad you guys all came out to do yeah. this show, Dave. It was a great idea to do a year and decade in show. Yeah, excellent. Yep. All right. Everybody, I'm James Thomas, Nancy, Chris, Dave. Thank you so much. We'll see you in 2020. Yeah, if you guys have any comments or if you guys uh, <laughs> want totally. to sponsor this amazing show that we're putting on for you, um, the Mile High Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. That totally killed the cool clothes that I did. You do know that. But listen to them. Go to Mile High Podcast. Right. And go to Truckee Pacific. We're the parents. Happy New Year. <laughs>